Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victorian. Thank you for joining me here on this, as I clear my throat, episode 73 of the Fifth Estate Podcast for what is Sunday, October 16, 2022. Um, This one's a bit out earlier, a bit having trouble talking today. Uh, This one's out a bit earlier tonight uh, because I'm in the process of recording and putting together uh, the Promise podcast on how to save Victoria. Uh, so I do hope to have that one uh, up later tonight. It will be a special episode. Uh, so it, it, it'll come up. If it's not up tonight, it will hopefully be up tomorrow night. Um, so yeah, it, it is something to to keep tuned for um, because I do talk about it a lot, a lot of things Uh how we can, what I believe, how we can save Victoria and, uh, you know, not only Victoria, but uh, we can save the rest of the country. Anyway, uh, talking about saving the rest of the country, uh, federal liberal leader, what's his name? Um, Peter Dutton has not learned any lessons from the last federal election, uh, the one where everyone got wiped out. And he's just showing again that uh, there is no difference between the Liberal Party and the Labor Party. And I'm referencing here an article in The Spectator uh, that was published today. Uh, Dutton sides with Andrews in the cultural wars. Uh, it goes on. Uh, hopefully you can see it. It's behind a, a paywall. Though, um, just quietly, if you delete your cookies, you might be able to read the article. Um, so anyway, a little part in the article that I, I thought I would read out for you. Uh, it was like Dutton, having listened to Andrews deride Christianity as, quote, absolutely appalling, told the Victorian Premier, hold my beer. <clears throat> the Liberal leader turned theologian, told Sky News Australia, the views that have been expressed by a pastor at this church in relation to gay people or to the issue of abortion, they're an abomination, and I condemn those points that have been made by that particular pastor. Um, so I've asked before that if you have, you know, have any sort of religious views, why are you watching the AFL? Because we've seen what they think of you, um, you know, that, uh, they don't care about your views. They're all for diversity and inclusion and everything like that until you have a view that they don't agree with, in which case you're ostracised and you're forced to pick between the church, which you are on the board of, or your job. Um, I don't know if the roles were reversed, uh, whether that would be acceptable, and it probably uh, most likely wouldn't be, and I'm not saying that it is acceptable, though it's a thing that if, if the roles were reversed and something had to choose between whatever it is and, and their job that uh, the authoritarian left would be up in arms. You would have Supreme Leader Andrews going on his high horse, beating his drum every day about this, that and everything else. Except, you know, here we are. He's beating his drum 
about what he's done, uh, supported the decision uh, for uh, Essendon Football Club to uh, breach, you know, potentially or possibly uh, Commonwealth and state legislation by not accepting freedom of religion and everything like that and just said, no, that's all right. It was, uh, what was it? Uh, What did he say? Absolutely appalling, whereas Dutton's just doubled down and said it's an abomination. Now, this is the thing. I think Andrew Dutton, Andrew Dutton, Peter Dutton, I mean, yeah, is the difference between um, any of these uh, politicians in the uni party. Uh, They've just turned around and doubled down and so, yeah, there is no difference between them, so why even worry about saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to vote Liberal. Why not just vote Labor and get it all over and done with? Um, vote for the socialist you know rather than the socialist you don't. Um, so, yeah, now, um, speaking of socialists, there's, um, what is it? Oh, I'm trying to find that article now. Do, 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 do. Oh, here we go. Uh, Neil Mitchell did his bit in The Age and obviously it's The Age so you will know that he's doing it's, – it's their darndest to support the Andrews regime and I think Neil Mitchell does his bit to support the regime too. Um, oh, according to the, the Age – it's the first paragraph. This is part of a Victorian election series talkback featuring, featuring legendary broadcasters Neil Mitchell and John Fain's takes on the campaign every Sunday. Uh, but this one is Victoria's pandemic response is the election uh, is the elephant in the room this election. Now, neither uh, Supreme Leader Andrews or his uh, counterpart uh, Matthew Guy are mentioning anything about the response of what we've gone through for the last two years and as Neil Mitchell does mention in the article, if the opposition think that the Andrews regime did something wrong, mention it. Let's start doing it. Let's start talking about it. And conversely, if the Andrews regime thinks that they did everything right, why not own it? Except the uni party is going to keep quiet about it because they want us to forget about it. That's why the pandemic declaration was uh, not extended uh, on, uh, what was it, Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Uh, that's why it was not extended because they don't want any reminder of the of what they've done for the last two years and they know that between now and November 26 when the election is, is that we're going to forget all about it. I think people have, you know, come Friday, they've forgotten all about the last two years that uh, the forced lockdowns, the... Uh, five-kilometre limits and everything like that. Forgotten all about it. Oh, because, hey, you know what? Life's back to normal. And yet it's not really because we've got this thing hanging over our head. And what is it? Is it the sword of Damocles? Um, is that how you, how you would refer to it? Um... Oh, no, that's for the positions of power. Um, but no, it's not. Um, but, yeah, there is is that uh, big thing that's hanging over all of our head now is that we know that come November 27 or whenever it is that the Andrews regime is still in power, that there's going to be a pandemic declaration called. Um, yeah, in, in 
mark my words because it's going to be you know he he's got his power for another four years and um Matthew Guy I think he would probably wait till the cooler months before he did the same thing so this is why come this uh this election that you need to be sending a message to the uni party that you don't want them you don't subscribe to what they're saying anymore you don't subscribe to what they're doing and you know what hopefully vote in uh, people who will make a difference. Uh, so, yeah, um, but will they make a difference? Will they be able to make a difference? Um, I hope so. Uh, I think that if there, uh, if the there's enough of an upper house now, uh, Aidan McClendon uh, in the launch for the. Uh, Freedom Party of Victoria, he said that there's anywhere between 8 and 18 uh, upper house seats that will be uh, up in the air. Uh, if it's 18, let's hope it is and that they go to uh, genuine uh, independence or anything like that, um, you know, and, and they're like that. I mean, I mean, I'm not talking about these these micro-parties that are just going to get into bed with the whatever the government of the day is and do that and... Not to a certain extent, um, I even include the Liberal Democrats in that uh, because, as I've said, I think they're just doing what they can to keep the seats. Uh, we know that they want to push the uh, legalisation of cannabis. Uh, I hope that that does go bad for them, though who knows. Um, we'll have to wait and see um, for that one. But there was an article in moving right along from that, there was an article in the uh, Daily Mail that I did want to have a bit of a rant about, uh, just talking about the current, there we go, current state of journalism in this country, uh, if not the world. Uh, it's an article that relates to Sydney Watson. Uh, she was on a three-hour flight Somewhere in the US now, Ms. Watson is an Australian-American. Now, she's labelled as a conservative political commentator. Uh, she does have a YouTube channel where she does talk about uh, issues that are, quote, you know, that are potentially on the right side of thing. you know, the, the political spectrum. Uh, but anyway, uh, it started off the first article, which I can't find at the moment, was talking about a glamorous Australian doctor uh, for that now, then, now it is talking about defined Aussie doctor demands compo from American Airlines after complaining about being squeezed between two obese passengers for a three-hour flight. Now, this is the thing. To the best of my knowledge and up until uh, one of the Facebook clips on, uh, where is it, August 21, she wasn't a doctor. Um, there was no... I, I'm not aware of her have comp have having completed her PhD in uh, any period of between August 21 and now. So I would say that the doctor that she put up there was either to have a you know have a dig at something or, or related to something else. But going back to what I was saying is that uh, the Daily Mail and there were a couple of uh, US. Uh, publications that I've, I've seen the same thing mentioned on is that they've not done any more invest investigating than just having a look at her uh, 
Twitter profile and decided that, yep, she's a, she's got doctor there. She's liable to, you know, tagged herself as Dr. Sydney Watson. So she's a doctor. Um, so, but yeah, it, it just it goes to uh, talk about the uh, state of journalism and reporting in the world, uh, this state, this country, whatever. Uh, there seem to be in such a rush to get in the, at the head of the news cycle that they will just publish anything. They uh, seem no longer interested in going out with their you know, pencil and paper and, and making phone calls and talking to people and everything like that. It's just, oh, let's get this out the quickest that we can so we can be the first one to, to break it uh, for that. And by, the, by you know, the same token or either side of the coin is that they're doing nothing, nothing, as they're supposed to be, as the fourth estate, they were doing nothing or haven't done anything to hold those in power to account. Now, the idea of uh, them being the fourth estate is that they were supposed to hold the powerful, you know, hold the, their, their feet to the fire, uh, get to the bottom of things and ask all the awkward questions. No, they've done nothing of that. We've seen them uh, compliant with the behaviour modifications that uh, the Andrews regime uh, forced upon us and the... Um, uh, Victoria Police forced upon us over the last couple of years. They've remained silent to that. They've remained silent to a lot of things that have happened over the last couple of years. So, you know, it, it's a thing. You know what? Uh, there's that uh, wrongly attributed quote uh, of George Orwell. So it's not a quote by him. I actually don't know who did the quote. But it's, um, oh, I can't even remember it now. Um, it's about uh, journalism is about publishing those things that people don't want published, anything else is PR, um, paraphrasing it, it's something along those lines. But that's the thing. Uh, you know, no one's talking about Slugger and his incompetence and no one's mentioning how the response to monkeypox virus is different to the response of the Wu flu. No one's talking about the uh, head of... Pfizer or something like that coming out and saying that they pushed a drug to market knowing that it didn't or they didn't have time to chest to chest to check or test its ability to uh, neutralize the virus so you know it's the thing it just you, you can't trust anything that you read and even the, the stuff that you hear on this podcast don't trust it do your own research do your own homework and, and verify it for yourself because, yes, you know, I have my views, uh, not going to shy away from them uh, for that one. And But, it, you know, it's the thing. I think that everyone needs to stop viewing everyone and everything that they see, whether it's the electronic altar of the TV or whether it's your podcast or with your favourite host or anything like that. Stop viewing everything that they say as gospel. Do your own own homework and verify it for yourself. Uh, there's, you know, the common uh, crypt- cryptography, the cryptography uh, thing about um, trust but verify. That's what we need to do. Yes, trust that, hey, you know what, they are doing the right thing. We do need to verify that they are saying the right thing uh, for that one. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, that... They're still going on about anyway. <laughs> Won't go back down there again. Um, I did want to add another comment about those things from uh, Peter Dutton before I get sidetracked again. Now we know Supreme Leader Andrews' views on everything. It's just 
concerning that Peter Dutton has come out with that, uh, that, you know, comments made by a pastor at a church. Now, this is just, you know, if you don't like this particular pastor's views, you don't go to his church uh, for that one. And to say that they're an abomination and uh, Supreme Leader Andrew is saying that they're absolutely appalling is kind of interesting when they're just talking about someone's thoughts and views, which is just thoughts. You know, I don't think that we're living in a uh, world where thoughts can hurt people. Uh, I don't think that we're living in a world where uh, views of a church uh, that practices a religion that, you know, the people opposed to it don't believe in uh, can hurt them. So why, you know, why are they getting upset about it? But then, you know, as I've said, they're remaining silent about the mutilation of children uh, by the medical fraternity, whether it's putting them on irreversible puberty blockers or whether it is uh, chopping healthy parts off their body uh, through mastectomies and double mastectomy uh, and whatever the the name of the operation is that they do to little boys. so, you know, that someone's views and, and comments and a sermon, and I mean, you know, that's the idea of it. So sermons are supposed to be all fire and brimstone and all that sort of stuff because they're there to, you know, engage the congregation, et cetera, et cetera. Yet that's absolutely appalling and an abomination, yet the um, genital mutilation that we're doing of children is accepted and condoned and it is accepted and condoned because no one is making this a political issue. No one is making this an election issue. And it's the thing, you know, I've ranted about this in the past and I probably will again uh, because it's the thing is that we need to be doing what we can to protect our children. And it's it's for, for the candidates at the election to remain silent about this because they're scared of upsetting the alphabet mafia uh, is what an abomination is and it is absolutely appalling to use both of them that no one is going to say anything about it. Uh, We need to find a candidate who will oppose this, who will stand up and say, no, that's not acceptable. We will not do this to our children. Um, the Daily Mail, uh, yes, you know what I, I did, you know, my breath I've condemned them and, and uh, you know, crapped all over their journalism and, and all that sort of stuff. Though uh, now in this breath I'm actually going to uh, commend them. They did publish an article, I think it was at the start of the week, where they're talking about uh, two people who underwent that medical procedure who are now regretting it and want reversals and I think that they're even uh, going to be launching legal action against the doctors and uh, establishments that uh, did perform those operations and their view was is that they should have just been allowed to go through their phase uh, rather than uh, pushed into, uh, you know, going through puberty blockers and surgery and all that sort of stuff. And and this is what we need to realise and, and, you know, possibly understand that, you know, it, it's a phase and... You know, growing up is supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be all cakewalks and everything like that. And the whole idea of puberty is you become, 
the you know the 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 more adult version of, of what you were so you go through yourself um you know you go through changes your body changes um to prepare you for adult life and everything like that and yet you know as soon as um children these days start playing with things that are you know oh you know the, oh, the girl's playing with trucks oh no she's not some boy she was a boy born in a girl's body um it's it is it is very very concerning um, and and distressing and I, and you know I'm I'm not going to hide that fact it is very upsetting to me that uh, this is being accepted and and people are remaining silent about it um, I think that it is something that we should be opposing every chance that we get uh, yet you know what no one mentions anything about it uh, for that so yeah. Uh, get prepared for more rants about that, um, you know, in, in, in future episodes. Um, now, speaking of rants, uh, something I did want to rant about tonight, uh, I think it's time that everyone stops with the uh, conspiracy theories and I'm talking about the ones that have lasted for, you know, years and years and years. You know that the Freemasons are going to take over the world. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Um, I think that we just you know, let's let's. I'll even I'll go one step further. I'll, I'll meet you halfway. Let's just pause it for twelve months and use the energy that you're putting towards those um, belief and espousing those views. And I'm not saying that you can't have them. So please don't think that I am. What I'm asking you to do is to pause it for a moment. And let's tackle the things that are there right in front of us. And this is obviously the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. And that is not a conspiracy theory because Klaus Schwab wrote a book about it. So it's not that. It's not a conspiracy theory there. It's the um, central bank digital currency, which is not a digital currency. It's a digital voucher system because the government and the employer can control where you spend your money, what you do with it. And it, the money that does have an expiration date, and that's part of uh, the, uh, you know, what they're leaning towards about why they're looking at doing that central bank digital currencies and the uh, digital identity system. Now, this has, uh, you know, going to be because of the uh, Optus hack. Uh, you know, everyone's details got exposed, or you know how many millions of uh, Australians got their details exposed, so that's going to be the thing. Is that, you know what, did you lose your – was your personal information exposed in that hack? Well, rest assured, we're the government here and we're here to protect you. So what we want you to do is we want you to sign up to our new app or our new identity system. When you confirm your identity with us and we will do a, some an API or something like that, and all you have to do is punch in this secret code to the government website and your identity will be confirmed with whoever you want. Um, why governments have never been hacked? Uh, I saw, what was it, that something happened where a whole lot of government information was leaked out about um, feds fight, uh, overseas going against drug cartels and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it's the thing. Uh, I think that we should just be focusing on them, not and also, you know, the the mutilation of children, um, stopping the Great Reset, getting rid of digital central bank digital currency, and stopping the digital identity, um, because they are 
what is coming. Uh, I believe that uh, what's happening overseas is being done deliberately to cause a trigger that will usher in these big three things and whether you, you know it's entirely up to you whether you think it's a big conspiracy or not and I have a feeling that uh, you know the West is being goaded into um, a world war whether it's a, a false flag attack in Ukraine or something like that um, there is going to be something where we go into a world war and that's going to be the thing that you know pushes inflation through the roof and crashes economies and everything like that, which is going to be the thing that brings in the central bank digital currency, which is part of the Great Reset because they want stakeholder capitalism. And then, you know, you can't have your digital currency without having some sort of digital ID because it's not just, you know, you can't just go to the bank and and hand over a card and take out whatever it is. You've got to spend your money digitally. So it'll be all that. It'll all be linked into one and... This is what we need to be focusing on and uh, using our energy to oppose uh, rather than just sitting back and, and saying, oh, you know what, the Freemasons or the Bilderbergers or the Trilateral Commission or, or anything like that, um, uh, you know, are going to be taking over the world. And, yeah, it's let's just put all that on hold and fight the battles that are in front of us and, you know, once everything's settled and we've defeated that common enemy, then you can start up with all your your views and beliefs and everything like that. Um, so yeah, it's you know it, it's just one of those little requests that I like to put out to people um, because we are being attacked on all fronts, and we need to have we need to present a united force to those who wish to do us harm, and you know that united force. That we, you know, people that want to do us harm is the uni party. Uh, they do because they will be the ones that will be bringing in this. They will be the ones that will be uh, leading us down a path that we may not be able to turn back from. Uh, the cartoonist uh, Bob Bob Moran uh, did do this cartoon uh, a couple of days ago. Where have I got it here? Let me scroll through. Actually, I'll have a look on Twitter. Yeah, Bob Moran, Bob's Cartoons. He did one. I'll include a link to this in the show notes. Uh, it was... I don't understand that one. Anyway, um, uh, can't find it now. Can't. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, where? Oh, there we go. October eleven. Um, had to scroll down a few, a bit. Um, it has got a hawk with um Alensky's head on it, uh, and a. Crane ring around the, the foot, um, ripping the thread out of the dove of peace. And I think that's what is happening. There is no uh, no attempts or no visible attempts are being made to get those two parties to the negotiating table, to the peace table, to for a, you know, let's just call it a ceasefire or anything like that. It is just um, the, uh, 
Boris Zelensky uh, pushing out hand out for more money, more money, more money. Let's do a preemptive strike um, and all that sort of stuff. So it's the thing. Um, I think that we need to be very, very concerned about what happens, um, especially with uh, you know you, you look at it. Uh, the Albanese regime announced that they were considering sending troops over to I think it was the UK to train Ukrainian recruits, and then the next day the OSCO payments or that no that day the OSCO payment system goes down and there's been problems with all sorts of banking ever since then. Um, is it a coincidence? I don't know. I think it's very, very concerning that it happens. Um, I've been hearing things just, you know, as you're going out and about in society that uh, particular banks are having troubles with uh, card payments and online payments and all that sort of stuff and that it's still going on. So, yeah, this is the thing. I, I think that we need to be very, very careful about what we do to support the political uh, parties that are in control in that region. As I said previously, I think that we should give as much humanitarian support as we can to the people of Ukraine because they need it. They're, you know, I think that it is well and truly needed for them. Though for the political monster that is Ukraine, I think that we do have to uh, be very, very careful. Uh, I heard a report that... Um, comments that um, Ukraine was listed as one of the top four most corrupt um, political, uh, one of the most corrupt countries. Um, uh, where is it? I can't find where it was listed. Uh, but hey, Wikipedia says that there's corruption in it. Um, Um, transparency was it them or was it somewhere else um, <clears throat> um, Ernst and Young in 2012 Ernst and Young put Ukraine among the three most corrupt nations from 43 surveyed alongside Colombia and Brazil uh, in 2015 Guardian called Ukraine the most corrupt nation in Europe. According to a poll conducted by Ernst Young in 2017, uh, experts considered Ukraine to be the ninth most corrupt nation from 53 surveyed. According to Transparency International's 2021 Corruption Perception Index, a scale of the least to the most corrupt nations, Ukraine ranked 122nd out of 180 countries in 2021, the second most corrupt in Europe with Russia the most at 136. Shall I have to read that one? Because I... Um, United States diplomats described Ukraine pre under President Kushma in office from 1994 to 2005 and Yushchenko in office from 2005 to 2010 as a kleptocracy. <coughs> Pardon me. According to WikiLeaks cables now, a kleptocracy... The government whose corrupt leaders, kleptocrats, use political power to ex expropriate the wealth of the people and land they govern, typically by embezzling or misappropriating government funds at the expense of the wider 
population. Um, Crane scored 32 out of 100, ranked 122 out of 180. Scores dropped down one since 2020. So it's got a score of 32. So that's for 2021. Um, Where does Australia rank on this thing? Australia's number 73, uh, 18, with a score of 73. We have dropped. Where did I say Ukraine was? Score 32. Anyway, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we should be very concerned about what we do over there, um, about how much money we um, give and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's the thing. Just uh, I think if we continue down the path that we're continuing down, uh, the world in a couple of years' time is going to be vastly different from where we are now, and it's not going to be a good thing. Uh, so yes, um, do I want to end this? No, I won't. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and leave that one for next. Um, just want to have a bit of a rant about. Uh, those who do things for themselves rather than those they're supposed to be advocating for. But anyway, um, here we are, 34 minutes. Uh, I think I might end this one here, um, just half hour rant, so I'll try and keep that for, you know, these podcasts for around about half an hour. Uh, the How to Save Victoria is going to be a longer one. So I do, once it is, uh, does go live, then I do hope that you uh, listen to it and, uh, as I've said, Feel free to give me feedback, uh, Cameron at the Fifth Estate, the Fifth Dot Estate. Uh, do appreciate your emails and comments on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, folks, and I look forward to having you join me on the next one. So, until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of the Fifth Estate releases. We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.